Hello and welcome to Tribal Council, a show in which two brothers who had never seen Survivor before started from the very beginning and have jumped forward to season 44. I'm Patrick. And I'm Chris. And this week we're going to talk about season 44, Drop the Four, Keep the Four, episode five, The Third Turd. That's a lot of numbers. Four, four, five, third. Uh huh. Usually I have stuff not related to the episode to talk about at the start, and I don't I don't this week. Oh, I don't have anything either. Um hmm. Oh, you know, I was gonna talk about this at the end, but I'll talk about it now. Uh I I followed some of your advice and uh started watching Top Chef International All-Stars. Oh yeah, nice. And by started watching it, I mean I've watched all of the available episodes. So the first four? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good crew of people. It is. It's fun to watch. I'm used to Top Chef where, like, I mean, they're all better chefs than I am, but, like, where the judges tend to think that people are, certain people are crap, uh, and there's clearly, like, the good people and the bad people on the show. And this, it's like, man, just everyone is so good. Mm-hmm. Very, it's much more exciting to watch when I, like, feel like I have no idea and anyone can go at any time. Yeah, and you don't know any of the U.S. people, right? I don't think you've seen any no. of their seasons. Um, of those ones... I do think I've heard you talk about Buddha. He was part of last season, so I don't know if you have heard me talk about him. <laughs> He's like the most recent one. Recent one. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Amar, though, is, is one of my favorites. I love Amar. His original season was really good. Okay. Like, he's really good in it. He's just a very nice, like kind of easygoing, pretty happy guy and just like cooks with his heart. He's great. Okay. That's exciting to know. Yeah. He uh he at one point made a comment about like he and Ali won a challenge together, I think. And he said something about the Middle Easterners doing really well. And so I thought that he was from Top Chef Middle East. Oh nope. Um I don't know what season he competed on in the United States. Uh, he was from Top Chef US. Um, yeah, he's great. Ali, I'm, I got high hopes for. I have both of them on my fantasy team. So we'll see. Um, okay, yeah, that seems like banter done. Survivor. Okay. Episode five, third turd. This is a weird episode. I feel like not a lot happened in this episode. Yeah, but I really liked it. Yeah. I'm coming back around to this season because this episode was better than the past couple, I think. Um. Yeah, I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm like getting bored. I want something exciting to happen. Well, and this episode was the opposite of exciting for me. Uh, okay, that's fair. I feel like I agree with that, but I needed some non-exciting. Just like let's just watch some people interact for a bit. And I yeah, feel I'm like okay I got with that. As long as at the end, there's still tribal council. Yeah. So we start I off. Was- sad at the end of this episode but we started off at tika uh the night after last tribal uh jam jam's upset that he was left out of the decision um josh is happy he trusted carolyn carolyn says what am i gonna be the third turd that's the name of the episode i was shocked that it was so fast yeah we got it in nice and early sometimes those turds come quick yeah i feel like it is uh it bodes well for carolyn that like this kind of random statement she made 
after the last tribal is like maybe I'm reading way too into it and it was just a fun phrase for them to use but I do think it's weird that they talked about poop in the episode title yeah I mean I think it was used because she says it here with her tribe and then equally feels it later with the reward or the yes whatever and and felt it on she felt it she didn't want to be the third turd and that's why she did what she did in the last episode but then also in this episode she feels it at the end too yeah still with josh and jam jam even though sarah's gone yeah um that's what i don't know if you've been keeping up with listening to jeff's podcast i've been listening to it i would like that question answered of talking about who comes up with the episode titles oh you should send it to him i should um let's stick with tika they bounce around to the other tribes but then come back to tika before the challenge um there's some time the next day at tika where jam jam wants to kind of clear the air with josh um josh is like i'm fine i just don't trust you um uh josh shows which is is not what jam jam wants obviously yeah yeah josh shows jam jam the paper from the journey and um he said that he made an or he said he has an idol that's different from the one he used already and jam jam and carolyn are both there and they're like yeah let's see this idol and he pulls it out and then jam jam like immediately starts laughing and he's like those are the beads from tree mail like yeah what are you talking about uh this was very fun how like it was like zero seconds that anybody believed this was a real idol and carolyn was like that's the paper you showed me with your other idol so he just like fucked up all around here josh had told jam jam about it and I think maybe even showed him the paper earlier, and Jam Jam was under the impression he had a second idol. And then they mentioned he mentioned it again in front of Carolyn, and Carolyn's like, "Oh, let's see it." And that's when it all falls to shit. Yeah, throwing that in there to give more points to Carolyn because Jam Jam did believe this for a minute, uh, and then once he actually saw it and everything, and Carolyn having already seen the other idol the paper, paper. The real idol paper, that was like the real clincher of like, yeah, no, like this isn't. Those are the beats from Tree Bale, and that's not a coincidence because the paper is also fake or, or a right. repeat. Yeah, um, it's the, yeah. He used the same paper he showed her already. It was this was one of the reasons why I liked this episode is because I think that it was very funny, and there were a lot of very funny moments. And this was a really excellent moment because then it cuts to Jam Jam in a confessional, just being like, "Those were from Tree Mail," and just cracking up laughing in a confessional. Uh, yeah, poor Josh here, but excellent but then josh and jam jam have some bonding they both talk through their experiences of coming out being gay um and uh that really bonds them and uh i like had written down like they talk enough that josh tells jam jam that he trusts him and that they can get rid of carolyn and so yeah they really turned around i thought that this was interesting because we've seen this before with uh contestants from similar backgrounds especially lgbtq contestants like high and romeo in season 42 had a similar conversation this one i thought was interesting because they were bonding over this similar experience that they actually experienced very very differently like yeah. jam jam says that he never really had like a formal coming out it was more about coming to terms with himself and allowing himself to feel lovable because he didn't feel comfortable in his own skin um and Josh was like very scared to tell his parents and like uh very scared to talk about it and wait until he got to college and then like they, they had very different experiences and very different stories, but like similar 
they still bonded over those. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, we get some time with Ratu, um, where we hear about Matthew being in a lot of pain still from his shoulder. He's upset because he's says he's been training for this for years. Um, he's kind of venting to Carson um and says that they can bond or like they're bonding emotionally. Um, Kane is happy for Carson to join them because Kane felt like he was a target as a younger, smarter player. And so he's happy that Carson is also there as a younger, smarter player. Um, and they're both nerds. Uh, Kane says, quote, everyone here is so old. And then like talks about how they're always talking about food. And he's just like, wants to talk about the Jedi. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a couple of nerds here. Um, it'll be, we haven't seen like Carson bonding with, Oh wait, I'm, I'm excited for them to all to get together. Cause I want to see like, like, I feel like Carson and Kane and Franny and Matt can have like a nerd alliance. Oh yeah, that would be very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get some time with Soka, uh, where Danny is leading everybody in a breathing exercise. Um, and I have a quote written down from here where he says, "We're a bunch of silly gooses out here," which is a nice quote from Danny. Um, Jamie wants to ally with Matt. Um, he tells her that he needs to think about it. He's more of like a slow burn strategist, and so he can't like tell her right away. Um. And he says in the confessional, Matt says that his blind spot is Franny because he likes her a lot. Um, and I wrote down in my notes, uh-oh. Because I do think that could be a problem. I can see Franny strategically getting rid of Matt if it helps her in the game. But oh, Matt, yeah. Matt would not do that to Franny. Matt is down bad and yeah. Franny likes him. Like, it is not fake. Franny definitely likes him, but not as much as Matt likes her. Yeah, or at Fran- least is able to separate those emotions from her strategy. I think it's more that, yeah, because she does talk like she says, "quote When this game is over, Matt and I are going to go out for Ethiopian food together, and whatever happens, happens." Yeah, and the producer, we get to hear another producer here says, "I see you blushing a little bit," and Franny kind of giggles and blushes more. And yeah, so they're really playing up this love. It's twice this season we've heard a producer. We've never heard that. Yeah, I heard. Uh on jeff's podcast that uh the same like producer was in charge of the editing for this and the premiere so maybe maybe she just really likes throwing in the producer yeah interesting i'm i'm for i i want that i don't know if i do i I think that it makes it more uh i'm all for a little peek behind the curtain you know like i showing that it is actually a tv show and that they're interacting with a human there i appreciate yeah um then we head to the immunity challenge where they have to in uh teams of three because um tika is down to only three people they have to transport bucket of water through some obstacles um and uh fill up a larger bucket and then that lowers a bridge so that way they can complete this like table maze with a ball and winners get immunity um and the winning tribe gets to send people three players on a journey uh, Matthew, Lauren, Jamie, and Franny sit out. Um, I know Matthew's shoulder hurt. I guess they knew this was the immunity challenge. I was going to say, like, this seems like a challenge he could have actually done, but it was just an immunity challenge. I guess the climbing through stuff would probably be pretty tough at the beginning of the challenge. For his yeah, and I think his shoulder really was bad at this yeah. point. He he talks uh, in his exit interviews, because, spoiler alert, Matthew's gone this episode, um, that he couldn't lift uh his elbow above his shoulder like he could yeah. lift his arm 
Um, uh-huh. So the the challenge was pretty close heading into the ball maze. Um, like after... super close. Yeah. I was shocked at how close this was going into this last maze. Yeah, I thought one team was going to maybe get screwed over on the buckets because it turned out basically two full buckets was enough to move on to the next part. And everybody was able to basically keep two full buckets. And so there was no like team that got screwed and had to go like for a third bucket because they spilled too much water or something, Um, which I would guess producers or game creators probably noted that. And they're like, shit, we got to make this harder because we want it. We want there to be like variants there and not just like it's easy to carry two buckets. Right. Um, but Ratu pulls out the win. Soka gets second, and Tika is third, going to tribal again. Um, Ratu gets to decide who's going to go on the journey, and they send Brandon, Brandon, Danny, and Carolyn. Which I didn't notice this until somebody on Reddit pointed out are the three people that open the birdcage. Oh yeah, that's fun. Yeah, so these are all three people who already have idols. The journey well, doesn't. Well, Brandon who, doesn't who had idols? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the journey doesn't give them any extra advantages. We find out like physical advantages. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, Je- uh, Jeff says goodbye to everybody, but he's like, Hey, Matthew, hang back. We're going to check out your injury. Um, cause you've been sitting out of challenges. Um, and so we see the med check. He says the pain is bad. He says it's so weak. He feels like gravity will pull it out of the socket. It says he's only eating a couple hundred calories a day. And they basically and leave it there. Not sure if that is enough for his body to heal it, right? Which and the, the not something that I had thought of that made like that was an interesting question for me. Yeah, um, your body is barely able to survive on this many calories. Is it able to heal and right. like, do what it needs to do? And the doctor basically said, when you pop something out of its socket like that, there's like a tear. And sometimes it can be a small tear. And so when you pop it back in, it's not that big of a deal. And the pain should go away in like a day or two. Um, But if the pain lasts this long, it probably means it was a larger tear. And so it's going to take more effort to get it fixed. Uh, And so that's what it's sounding like is the problem here. And we kind of basically leave it there where the conversation is like, hey, do you want to stay in this game or not? And then we find out later what happened. Um, We get some time on Tika. Um, just to see Josh and Jam Jam. They're the only ones there since Carolyn got sent on the journey. They discuss getting rid of Carolyn again. Um, Josh says he's worried about having to use his idol again, which is a fake. Um, Jam Jam says he can't trust Carolyn. And so they plan on having Carolyn tell them her info from the journey separately so that way she can they can see if she like lies to one of them, which is a good plan, I think. Um and then we get some time at the journey, which they find out it's just a a little snack at Sanctuary. They go there. There's no nothing to risk, no advantages. They just get to enjoy a snack together and talk to each other. Um, I appreciated this. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like it would have been better in like season 42 so that these people going on journeys gener- genuinely have no idea what they could be going into. But I I'm curious. We see a little bit from Carolyn. I'm curious for uh, Brandon and Danny um going back to going back and how if people believed them or not basically that there was no advantage to be gotten from this right they did yeah yeah especially because the last one people got idols just straight up and this one nothing it seems kind of weird which is i'm sure the point like why they did this back to back um but they do get some info because carolyn shares with them that josh had an idol tell merge from the last one so danny and brandon are like oh shit that means Carson and Jamie also probably have this thing. 
And yeah. so they'll be able to Didn't take that back. Did she tell them that it was that it expired at the merge? I have in my notes that she said Josh had an idle tell merge. So I think she oh, did. Okay. I think she did say that. Yeah. I just um, didn't remember if she actually said that or not. Yeah. So it'll be interesting because it looks like they're merging to the same camp at least next episode. So it'll be interesting. Yeah, I assume it's the mergatory or in the merge. Episode. Right. So which means those idols won't matter anymore, but I could still come up if just as like a trust thing. So it'll be interesting how Danny and Brandon use that knowledge that like Carson and Jamie withheld from them. And theoretically that they, those idols then could be used as fake idols, like expired. That's idols true. That's true. Um, Danny and Brandon talk and make like a deal to ally once they merge. Um, I wrote down Carolyn is kind of in on this, I guess. And then it becomes much more clear that this is just what like Reddit was referring to as just a big, or I think even Carolyn referred to it as just a bro out. Like it's just Danny and Brandon being bros and Carolyn's there. Like what the fuck? Like I'm here too. talk to me. It was very rude. And by Danny and Brandon's part, they basically assumed she's getting voted out. So they're like, we don't need to talk to you. Yeah. And, and, and then when she's kind of like, maybe I could be part of this Alliance too. They're like, Oh yeah, that'd be good. You're not very good at challenges. So like, you'd be a good person to include in our Alliance. She, they just like offended her constantly and were totally unaware, which to be unaware that you're offending Carolyn, who like shows all of her emotions permanently on her face. Well, and like blatantly wild. like said something like, like I'm here too, like multiple times. Yes. I, this was a real bad look for Brandon and Danny. Yeah. Really and bad. like, and like it's the other stuff was like so bad too. There was like a moment where they're bonding over their tattoos and Carolyn's sitting there with like a sleeve of tattoos. And it's like, she yes. can be part of this conversation too. And there are multiple times when she was like, oh, am I included in this? And Danny's like, oh yeah, totally. And then goes on to say like, oh yeah, like men like us. Right. Always get voted out first at merge, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, so Carolyn's not part of this. Like, clearly you are not including Carolyn in this unless she specifically asks to be. But yeah. they also make a crucial mistake and tell Carolyn that they want Josh to be part of this. Yeah, it was bad. Um I did see somebody on Reddit, I think, comment that the fact that Carolyn and Jam Jam ended up on the same tribe worked out really well for her because based off of how this conversation went, if she had been like part of Brandon or Danny's tribes originally instead of the one she was on, she might have been like an early boot of just like they don't really like her. But I don't know. I don't know. Interesting because she might have bonded with like I could see her doing well with like Franny and Matt or or Kane. Yeah. Uh so. I mostly th- I'm saying I don't know about that because in episode one, she like voiced that she had a hard time getting in there with people. And like that was a problem that she had and overcame. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all I have for their journey. It's just Danny and Brandon made a bond. We're going to see how that kind of plays out over the next couple episodes, I'm sure. But they fucked themselves over by the fact that Carolyn is still here. Um, oh, I think that Brandon, Danny, or Josh, I mean, this is getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. One of them's out next. Maybe. I mean, it just depends on if Carolyn can wrangle some numbers, though. I I think that she could. Maybe. Mostly like, I think that she could get Carson, too. Yeah, maybe. It's just that Brandon and Danny are coming from larger tribes than hers, and so she has to be able to pull in enough numbers 
from those and because one of the yeah i don't know um so we, we get to spend more time with tika for the rest of the episode um when she gets back carolyn's immediately mouthing to jam jam like hey it's you and me not josh let's get rid of josh um oh this is where uh, this is i had it wrong before when we were talking about his idol this is where they find where josh actually shows his idol um and where they're like this is obviously a fake um we see some of josh and jam jam talking and they're nervous that carolyn could have an advantage from the journey um and jam jam's not sure if he can trust josh so he's thinking of maybe going back to carolyn carolyn tells jam jam she doesn't have an idol even though we know that she does and so this was like the typical like up until tribal council where they're trying to make it seem like we don't know what's going to happen my take was if it went to tribal it would have been josh and jam jam voting together and so it would have come down to whether carolyn played her idol or not to determine who like carolyn was going to vote josh she like said that herself i think yeah. at the end when they're hugging and so i think jam jam and my take on it was i thought jam jam and josh would vote carolyn and so if carolyn played her idol josh is gone if she didn't play her idol carolyn was gone but i don't know if you thought that jam jam would side with josh or carolyn i thought jam jam was gonna vote josh out oh so you thought he would side with carolyn okay yeah and i do this conversation is revealing that jam jam ended up being the the power player here which is wild considering he's the one that was out of the last vote right so like suddenly he's in the power position when i that shouldn't have happened like carolyn didn't want to be the third turd so she sided with josh against jam jam to make him the third turd and then jam jam got into the power position uh which is it was a weird episode because of that that's another reason why i like this episode of like oh this should have been an easy vote out jam jam but suddenly he's the only one who's safe on tv yeah yeah i so this is why like i really wanted to see this tribal play out with only just a three-person tribal and so instead jeff shows up in a boat and we find out that matthew Hat, I, I in my notes I wrote medivac, but it is officially a quit according to Jeff. So he was not medically removed from the game. He had the option to stay or not, and he chose to leave. So it counts as a quit. But Jeff, I think in Jeff's mind, even though it's technically a quit, he's kind of viewing it as a medivac. It sounds like, or he's just being nicer yeah, he than was he like, used to be. He with didn't quits. have to leave the game. He did it by his own choice. But if Jeff used the phrase, it wasn't a quit on the podcast. Um, but like. <laughs> But it was right. Yeah, he, he, he was just saying like it's not like someone quitting the game like when people quit. Right, like he had reason to quit. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So that means there is no tribal. Which there was a discussion on Reddit for this also of. I still think they should have went to tribal. Like I think part of the advantage of winning challenges is the losing team gets weaker, and so the fact that a player like chooses to drop out shouldn't affect them. I think that they have the rest of the season planned and can only adjust so much. And yeah. So they have to make that happen. Yeah, I think so. I think that is the reason for it. Cause like in the, or maybe they allow for like one of these. Cause in the first episode we had a medivac and a tribal council. Yes. But that also the medivac happened before the immunity challenge. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But then they could have just changed. I guess they already had a, they had a reward challenge that episode too. I was going to say they could have changed the immunity to just be reward, but they had two challenges that episode or did they? Yeah, they did. Okay. There's like the initial reward challenge where Bruce got hurt, like at the very beginning. Yeah. Of the okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then later there was the immunity challenge. Yeah. Cause I think, I think they should have still had tribal, but 
Oh, well, I, I just really wanted to see what went down with that three-person tribal, and it doesn't sound like we're going to, because at the preview for next week, um, it uses the phrase, drop your buffs, uh, same beach, not same camp or tribe, but same beach. Um, Josh says Jam Jam's a snake. Um, there's a show, two people holding hands, which is probably, presumably Franny and Matt, but who knows? Maybe there's more love on the island. Uh, yeah. I did see yeah, another I'm fun sure. uh, Reddit post where it had some spoilers, so I didn't really actually note that much, but it said another person losing to rocks. Oh, yeah. I saw that like, one, too. Like Pascal, and then the other people listed were people that we have not seen before, but uh, Matthew lost to rocks, as in drawing rocks to lose, but this one was from falling on a rock. Um, I also saw some people debating, like, the terminology Jeff was using of saying like he lost playing the game and people are like, he lost climbing a rock. He didn't have to do that. But then other people are like, but playing the game is like being out there on the Island, experiencing it, like taking it all in, uh, which I think is fair. Yeah. It, I was really sad to see Matthew go. Cause I really liked him. I think he was playing a good game. He's he also on your Columbus. fantasy team. He's also on my fantasy team <laughs> and mine. Uh, he's also on your fantasy team. Yeah. Um. So, but like, I was rooting for my Columbus guy, and he's gone. Wasn't there a Cincinnati guy this season too? Is he still in? Am I making that up? Yeah, I think you're. Oh, Josh. No, Josh's hometown is Cincinnati. Currently oh. living in Atlanta, Georgia, but hometown Cincinnati. So we still got. There's still an Ohio guy in the mix. Um. um oh, I don't. I didn't even realize that when I picked Josh for my fantasy team too. So with um him being voted off our fantasy teams, let's talk fantasy. Let's pick MVP and then we can do a point update because the point the MVP might affect rankings. It probably will. Well, oh uh, maybe. Yeah, that's why I said maybe. Um, okay, so for this episode, I have I know that I said the whole thing about like I liked being able to see a lot of interactions and relationships, but we actually didn't see much from Ratu or Soka. Yeah. Um, so it makes it hard. Uh, I will say I want to this is not related to what you were just talking about with seeing strategy from them, but I did forget to mention that how fun it was when Jeff told them Matthew was leaving. It was like oh, yes, everybody so. was like, yay. But yeah, but that's definitely sad. He had to leave. But yay. It was. Just, it was. There, <laughs> yes, there was a, a clip that I imagine will be like a famous survivor GIF at one point. Of Josh like clapping and then just very quickly like going to serious face of like oh but I'm I'm really sorry that he had to leave yeah it's it is it was, it was very pure good. comedy this episode was hilarious yeah see the thing is for MVP like it would have been nice if there was if Danny or Brandon had done some good shit at that sanctuary yeah, I section thought about that too I was like oh maybe Danny or Brandon no they really fucked up yeah that they that would they would be part of like as the uh tyson's podcast that's like worst move of the episode yeah and i that's another reason why i kind of like this episode because like i feel like those were really bad moves matthew fucking up his arm more and leaving was a bad move uh carolyn didn't necessarily make great moves this episode uh josh made a fake idol that was very bad all there right i terrible think moves i have mine i guess um yes yeah okay i'm ready this is a weird one i'm between two people but i'm i'm gonna okay i'm gonna pick one and it's gonna be a weird weird pick i think 
Three, two, one. Carson. Kane. Oh, probably for the same reasons as I said Kane. Yeah, I, I like thought about their interaction, and I went for Carson because we saw interactions with Matthew and Kane and Carson like bonding with both of them, and he's a new person to that tribe, and so I thought it was a good move that he's doing so well just like bonding with this whole new tribe because he probably still has some connections with his last tribe, and now he's got connections with his new tribe, and so I thought that was some good stuff. Plus, they won the challenge in first place. Yeah, I the winning the challenge was helpful. I think the bonding is helpful. The reason I picked Kane over Carson is because we saw the Carson bonding with Matthew, but that doesn't matter anymore because Matthew's gone. And so Kane getting in there good with him, I think I I I put that on Kane more than I put it on Carson, I guess. Um, so that does not change our rankings from right before that, but we do have new rankings from last week. Patrick is now in first with 1035 points nate is in second with 1034 points so just by one point and then i'm also playing with 921 points i am down i am down to four players nate has five players and patrick has five players two Um, episodes ago i was losing by way more than you're losing now and now i'm in first yeah we're still all within like 80 some points yeah it's just a weird thing where like i have danny Kane and Matt and Nate also has those three people. And then I also have Lauren who Patrick also has. And so like every time I get points, Nate and Patrick are getting points. And so I just have to hope that like, those are the only people that get points on their teams and the rest of their people like don't do anything for them. And it'll be enough to like push past kind of, but Carolyn's been a huge person getting points. And so that's hurting me a lot. And Jam Jam, you're getting tons of points from those two. Well, I wasn't until the last two episodes. Uh, That has helped me a lot. But I did. I think I'm going to get a bunch from them in the next couple episodes. My strategy was pick eccentric people who will make good TV so they get a lot of confessionals. And that has worked out for me as of now, five episodes in. The I I haven't mentioned that yet this season, I don't think. But the confessional count for um, this season is wildly tipped in carolyn's side like the amount of time she's had oh yeah i saw on that on reddit too the like someone was tracking the number of confessionals like the time of the confessionals and it's so much for carolyn yeah i'm trying to find it um oh i did see a good meme that combined something that was a luxury item of mine i think several months ago of um the white lotus there's a famous quote from that towards the end with um oh what's her face what's her name coolidge jennifer Mm -hmm. coolidge saying these gays they're trying to murder me and it was saying that that's what carolyn is like trapped with jam jam and josh um which is a fair um oh here we go so carolyn has had about 11 minutes of confessional time for the season so far second place to that is jam jam with six minutes and 30 seconds so she's had four and a half minutes more than second per second most person. Damn. And then after that is Josh, Carson, Danny, Matt, Brandon, Jamie, Franny, Lauren, Kane, and Heidi with only a minute and 18 seconds. That feels like a lot for Heidi because I cannot think of any of her confessionals. Yeah. So Carolyn, Carolyn has like nine times as much as Heidi, something like that. Um, Matthew would have had like the third most, but he's gone now. Or so I guess he does still have the third one. Um, Matthew for uh for our fantasy was 
the highest scoring person on fantasy as he left. Yeah. Um, let's talk other prediction stuff. Um, last week, uh, I predicted Jam Jam would say the third turd as the episode title. Patrick predicted Carolyn, and Patrick was correct. That's the second correct one of the series. Um, and for next boot, we predicted Lauren and Carson. We were both wrong there and would have been wrong had they gone to tribal. So definitely wrong on that one. Oh, yeah. Um, so we need to pick a new episode title person. Next week's episode is called Survivor with a capital S. That feels like Carson to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to... S- I don't know if this really sounds like her, but I'm going to say Franny. I was also thinking Franny. I was. I almost said I want to switch from Carson to Franny. Well, she's mine now. Um, and we got to pick a next boot. You're gonna do a. You're gonna go out of the box and be that there isn't a boot because it's gonna be some weird mergatory thing, and there's gonna be some twist where like nobody's getting booted yet. No, in 43 they did like they did it all in one episode. Yeah. Um, I hope so. If they split it to two episodes, then I'm gonna be like, "What the fuck, show? You could have edited it to one episode and had a tribal council still." Yeah, and that would be two episodes in a row without a travel council. That would yeah. be rough. Uh, I think it's going to be shit. See, you were talking earlier that it'd be Danny or Brandon or Josh. I was going to say Danny, but Danny has a fucking idol. Yeah. And so what would he do about that? I'll say Brandon for that reason. So uh, us mentioning in that, um, a rundown of the things that are active in the game. I'll say again. Um, so Matt still has, loses his next tribal council vote. Lauren still has an extra vote. Danny, Carolyn, Matthew all have idols. Carson, Heidi have idols until they live on the same beach, which means Matthew's Matthew's gone. Oh yeah. Sorry. Matthew is gone. Oh, oh, his idol went with him. He said in exit interviews. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Or maybe he just said that. They've lied to us before in an exit interview, I feel like. There was some weird thing last season where it was, like, not technically a lie, but kind of a lie. Yeah, people were talking about that on Reddit of, like, that was when Dwight left, but he had given Jesse the idol. And he was asked, like, did you give it back to Janine? And he said no. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. like that. And it was, like, technically true type of thing. Um, but this one he said, like, I wish that I would have been able to go back to my tribe, but they didn't let me go back and say bye. And here's what I would have done with my idol if I could have done anything, but I didn't. Yeah. He, like, had a whole paragraph about how he did not get to give his idol away to anybody. That was so weird. Was that the, at him. The show didn't show the conversation of whether he was leaving or not. And so I wonder, like, and so based off of that, where he didn't get to go back to his tribe before that, I didn't realize, I didn't know that. So I thought maybe we'll see it in like a flashback for some reason because he like gave his idol to somebody, but it sounds like we just won't see that stuff. Um, okay, so I was going through Danny Carolyn have idols. Carson and Heidi have idols until they live on the same camp. Um, Jamie thinks she has an idol. Matt thinks he has an idol. And then Brandon has a fake that he knows is a fake. Um, and then Jamie and Matthew, who Matthew's not in it, Jamie has used her shot in the dark. So I think that's like most of the... Mm-hmm. In- all the stuff. Lauren has an extra vote. Yep, I said that. Okay. Um. Okay. So you and Matt you... doesn't have a vote. Yep, I said that too. Okay, just making sure. Yep, I started with those ones. Too many um, things. Yeah. 
So did you had did you pick your boot? Who did you say? You said Brandon. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. I'm gonna say Carolyn. I know really? she has. A, I know she has an idol, but I just like feel like she she's. She, they're giving her so much screen time. I feel like she can't be the winner. So it's like the opposite of a winner's edit. I guess I feel like here is like, and so I feel like she's got to go at some point, and so maybe she'll think she's okay enough and not play her idol, and she'll get voted out. I don't know. I don't know. Um. All right. Other predictions before we do our final three. Um, not a lot of updates on like the season long predictions because most of them deal with tribal council and we didn't have a tribal council. So like episode title spoken by Jeff, he didn't speak once, that didn't change. And then nothing else changed. So there's like no changes to any of it. We removed Matthew's idol from the game, but that doesn't matter actually. Right. Um, all right. Final three. I have to change mine because Matthew was part of my final three and he is now gone. Um, I'm going to stick with Franny. I, I, I feel like Franny's a front runner. She's, I think she's doing good. Um, they haven't been showing shit from like Lauren. I feel like, so I don't know that I'm not in on Lauren still, but maybe she'll be like more of a, a, uh, Erica. No. Is it? Oh, who am I trying to think of in 41? Who like, who was like a goat but didn't maybe not 41 maybe 42 who's the older woman who made it to the end but she like we never saw her heather heather that's what i was trying to think of oh but she was she was fourth i think oh okay um i could see like i don't know i thought maybe you were thinking of danny uh from fran i'll stick with lauren and franny i guess i'm just replacing matt you could just take off the few (laughs) no i don't think he's making it that far (laughs) <laughs> I'm, oh, I'll just do a weird one I'm going to say Jam Jam which I guess you also have Jam Jam yeah that's not that weird I think it is I don't know Um, yeah and uh, so Patrick has Lauren Jam Jam and Danny and then Nate still has Lauren left alive in his original final three that he picked Um, yeah alright cool Patrick man weird how like we how much all of us loved Lauren so much in that first episode. And then she's been like absent. Yeah. Um, Believe in you. How about luxury items? We had a listener write in Laura said, I genuinely look forward to hearing about your luxury items because I think you both have good taste. I mean, she could have said said great taste, but good taste. Okay. Um, I agree with Chris that John wick is a good time. Again, could have said great. Went with good. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed them much more than I expected. Um, in all caps, how has Patrick, parentheses, not in all caps, or Chris, parentheses, not watched Love is Blind? Question mark, exclamation point. And I will tell you, Laura, about six hours before you sent this to me, I started watching Love is Blind. Just coincidentally, not related to you sending it. Um, the new se- season four is currently in the middle of dropping. And... um former guest of the podcast katie was interested in watching it so we started watching it and it's fun i like it you have to accept the premise that people are saying they love each other and uh becoming engaged in like 10 weeks or 10 days or less without having had seen each other but if you can get over that premise it's fun to watch like cute little love start to like blossom um, there's like a couple couples that I'm like, this might be a real thing. And then there's also a couple villains this season that are just like two women specifically that are just like mean girls, like 
the movie Mean Girls. Mean Girls? <laughs> uh, that aren't great. Uh, so uh, going on, Laura says, it's my favorite trash show. Season four is currently being released a few episodes at a time over the few weeks. It's the most entertaining train wreck sprinkled with cute. The current season has some of the most hated people yet, but also some that I really enjoy. In the same vein, Married at First Sight is my other guilty pleasure show. Similar premise, except they get matched by a third party and meet at the altar for an arranged marriage. I had no idea Laura was into Married at First Sight and Love is Blind. This is a little bit mind-boggling to me. Uh, I have not watched Love is Blind. I guess maybe I could, but I don't. I, for some reason, I am not interested at all in that, even though I just watched The Perfect Match, which has a bunch of the same people and a similar premise. So I don't know why I'm like opposed to Love is Blind. Maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know how Perfect Match goes down, but Love is Blind almost has like a gamey element to it, which is kind of weird because it's a show supposed to be about like finding love and stuff. But like they all have notebooks as they have these meetings because they're like meeting people. They don't actually get to put like names to faces and sort of like just taking notes about like what they learn about these people to find out like if they're interested in them. But there's also a weird thing where it's like the guys have a hangout room and the women have a hangout room because the show is all like heterosexual people. At least the coupling has to be heterosexual for it. Um, but it'll be like a, a woman is trying to decide between two guys and those two guys are like going back and having to hang out together. And they kind of know that like this woman that they're both interested in has to decide between the two of them. And so like sometimes there's like awkward conversations between the two of them or people just like staying away from each other. And so there's some like weird, almost like gameplay sort of stuff there. But um, yeah, that's a lot how the perfect match is of there's seven guys, seven men and five women in a house and they have to pair up and like two of them, those men are going home tonight. So oh, you have okay. to pair up and like kind of compete for these matches. And then the next round, they'll introduce two women that time instead. And that one is typically heterosexual matches. Occasionally, they throw a wrench in the system and it's like two women are like, no, we're going to match up tonight. And the show kind of has to deal with that. Um, but All right. yeah, okay. Maybe I'll give it a shot, Laura. Um, I, I have liked the season four. I've watched the five. I've not watched the first three seasons, um, but I've liked it. They... The first like several episodes are narrowing a bunch of people down to basically like five couples. And then those five couples fly to Mexico to like a resort where they can kind of hang out together. And so there's some weirdness there because it'll be like a guy who's like, well, I picked the one I brought, but my second option that I was like close to picking is here with another person. So like, I still want to kind of talk to her. And so there's some weirdness stuff there. Um, and there's truly like one woman in particular who is mean girl and then her friend is also pretty mean uh okay so thanks thank you laura for writing that in we'll see if we can continue to give you good taste can't promise great taste but you asked for good taste so you know i have some good taste this week okay uh i am bringing the dungeons and dragons movie did you see it already i saw it on friday oh shit i'm seeing uh, it on thursday i think uh Kayla and I just happened to have the day off and our mom watched our son so we had a day and we were like let's go watch a movie and we went and saw see the Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons movie uh so good it was like very entertaining very funny it made me really excited to play some more Dungeons and Dragons which I have not played in a very long time uh just an excellent movie I, I was a big fan I'm trying Good. not to spoil anything. I will yeah. throw up, say that like uh, 
it is very much like you are watching these characters go on a mission, go on a campaign. It is not like people are playing Dungeons and Dragons at all. Um, But there are lots of really fun little Easter eggs and there are aspects of it that like feel like a D&D campaign because like characters will have like specific quirks of like this person's obsessed with this thing or whatever that is totally the way that like playing D&D happens. Um, So it is, it's very fun. And there are like little tiny things of like, oh yeah, like that definitely has happened to one of our characters before or something like that. So it's very fun um it's great it's a great time and it's like genuinely pretty funny and uh yeah that's Dungeon good. honor among thieves good. In theaters now. that's good to hear <laughs> i was excited about it when they first announced it and i saw the first trailer and then i feel like i hadn't heard anything about it for a while and so i was like oh maybe it's just like bad and they're kind of burying it but then when i saw john Wick 4 there's a trailer for it and it brought me all back in i was like oh i want to see it the trailer said it was the chris piniest movie chris pine has ever done and i was like all right I thought that was a That's, funny way to say yeah, it. Yeah, uh-huh. it it definitely is. Um, um, I, way more stacked cast than I realized it did. Oh yeah, it's nuts how many like the big names that are in it. Um, yeah. cool. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to see it Thursday. I think. Um, my plug, which is possible, I've done this before, is going to be crossword puzzles. I love them. I do them all the time. Yesterday and today was the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament, which is held in Stamford, Connecticut, every year run by will schwartz it's been going for like 50 years or something like that um maybe not that long because he's not that old it's been going on for a long time though um i went to it several years ago um i think in 2019 maybe and then i was gonna go in 2020 but it got canceled because of covid but i've done it online the past couple years and i did it online again this year um and it's just fun i like it i like kind of was practicing for it this year like i was trying to do more puzzles and like take them a little bit more seriously um and I did better. Like I did, I definitely did a lot better than I have the past few times I did the tournament. And so that was nice to see it all pay off as I improved my skills. Um, yeah. Wait, sorry. I paused for a second to look up how many times this has happened. This this year was the 45th annual. Okay. You I thought it was supposed to compete this year. Yeah. Online. I didn't realize you could do that. Yeah, they just they with COVID, they had to transfer to an online option basically. And then last year, I think they went back to in person, but did like a hybrid so you could do it online if you want, and then did that the same this year. And so um basically for the online people, like the the tournament is set up to be seven puzzles. They do six on Saturday and then one today on Sundays. And um for the online people, you just basically have to do those before Monday night. But I did them like in real time as they did them there. I did them myself um, and you get points for like how quickly you do it. And then you lose points off of that for like errors that you have. Um, the first year I did it, my goal was to get like basically top 50%. And I like, I think I barely did not get that. There was like 800 people there and I got like 450th or something place. Um, so, but then my goal, I like I upped my goal cause I've gotten a lot better. So this year out of the seven puzzles, six of them, I completed perfectly with no mistakes. Um, and so that was, I was very happy about that. Cause the first year I did it, I only did that to like one or two puzzles. And then puzzle five is notoriously like this really, really hard themed puzzle. That's just like very challenging that people like everybody messes up. Um, and that one destroyed me. I had so many mistakes in that one, uh, but the rest of mine were perfect. So that helped my score. So right now I'm sitting about 
like top 25% for the people that competed online. There's like 200 people online and I'm at about 50th place, I think, something like that. Um, so I'm very happy with that. I improved myself. Um, yeah, so cross puzzles, if you haven't done them, but you're like, I've always liked to, but I'm not very good at them. Start with some Mondays. If you find any crossword books or apps and they list them by the day, Mondays are going to be the easiest. Um, being good at crossword puzzles doesn't just mean you're like smart. It's just that you do a lot of crossword puzzles and you train yourself and you learn what the clues mean and repeat clues and information from crossword puzzles. And you just like learn tricks of that for training for something just the same way you would for anything else. Um, listeners, let us know your luxury items. Um, Laura I, shared it with us a couple here. Let's hear some more from some of the rest of you. Yeah, I go in spurts with crossword puzzles. I kind of go on and off, but I, I just want to echo what you said of like, if you don't feel like you're good at crossword puzzles, just do them more often because there's definitely like specific clues or language or trivia that I've learned that I'm like, oh yeah, like that is probably this thing. Um, just from doing more crossword puzzles. Yeah. I did uh, get the Cracking the Cryptic app and started playing around with some of those since you recommended it. Um, not enough that I'm going to stick with it, I don't think, but I do like it. It's definitely very challenging. Um, I particularly liked, like certain types of them and then not so much others, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I've done like probably over 100 on that app. I'm addicted at this point. Um, so listeners, let us know what you've been into. Let us know how you're liking the season. Let us know what new movies you're going out to see. Uh, email us at tribalcouncilpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at tribalcouncil20. And for this week of Tribal Council, this is Chris signing off. This is Patrick. And the tribe has spoken. ABCDEFG. Oh,